This is a podcast from Your Dubai 92. Welcome to this week's podcast. Another look back at last week's best bits on Dubai 92, including inspiration from a hundred year old and Kitch making a fool of himself on his lads chat. Yeah, I know. It was fun. Some new memoji. What do you call them? Emoji? Memojis. Memojis. Yeah, they came up, so I embarrassed myself, but that's not the first time I've done that. It was the best bit of the week for me because I don't want to talk about Two Topic Tuesday and what happened with that. And I don't want to talk about the news quiz with News Nadia either. What I would like to talk about is this. Did someone say Academy Award? I think they might have done. Find out why on the way. And you can email us at any time, breakfast at Dubai92.com. It's your Dubai 92 breakfast. With George and Kitch. Time for a few inspirational words. None other than the great Winston Churchill today. Oh, Churchy. I love him. And he said the following, the pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity. The optimist sees opportunity in every difficulty. I think for me at the moment, that's kind of boiled down to make a, negati- uh, make a positive out of a negative. Like loads of people are learning stuff, new hobbies, upskilling during this pandemic when they've got a bit more time on their hands or, you know, they're having to go about their job in different ways and learn stuff really quickly. It's a really fast learning curve for all of us. I reckon he could take anything Winston Churchill says and it would pretty it'd be inspirational during this time. We still talk about that. Even in sport, you still talk about, oh, he's going to give us a Churchill at halftime, a yeah. Churchillian masterpiece and how to rev people up. It's kind of ironic because he was not in great shape. No, why not? No, but he knew how to inspire men. He knew how to just enjoy himself and lead the country by having a schnooze every afternoon for a couple of hours. It's your Dubai 92 breakfast with George and Kitch. I was very lucky, George, because up until the age of, well, I think about 30, I had three very lucid grandparents. They all lived in sort of 92, 93, and it was great to chat to them about their lives and what they saw in the 20th century to offer some perspective on life. That's really lucky. I had... I had my nan on my dad's side. She was. My nan on my mum's side was for a bit, but I've never known granddads. I saw this story. This is uh, a Welsh gentleman. Uh, His name is Owen, and Owen Filer has been uh, talking about what life has been like being born in 1919 and everything that he's seen. And they asked him, how does... How's what we're going through now? What is it like? And here's what he had to say. Yeah, this is worse than war, isn't it? It's unseen. What are you doing for your exercise then? Go for a walk anywhere. I can walk the riverbank and it's dead flat. It's better to walk. It's natural, isn't it? Legs are for walking, aren't they? <laughs> because I'm under now and gone, my four kids are all pensioners. <laughs> 69, 71, 73, 75. You won't get them in the pram, will you? (laughs) I love this dude. I bet he's a good laugh. You swear you'd look at him and you'd think, he looks 75. He's, he's got a hearing aid, but he's got all his own hair. He wear, he still has that, and I love that style, of when they go down to the shops on High Street. That's a big deal. Blazer. One must get dressed up. Yes. So he's wearing the jacket, the tie, and the cap which was the style at the time. And he goes down to High Street and he's got his bags and he gets it. And you look at him and you think he's 75, 80. 
And he's walking past all these dudes in their grey mole tracksuit, kind of slumps and shuffling yeah. along. And you're just like, who's got it right here? S- sitting there whinging, they've got nothing to do because they're bored. Don't realise how, how lucky they are with things. Yeah. And uh, and here's Owen at 100, still with a sharp, lucid sense of humour, enjoying himself. So these are inspiration for today. Owen, dude Owen. of the day. Yes, sir. Magnifique. Well done, oh, mate. Oh, what a man. Your Dubai 92 Breakfast with George and Kitch. Right, let's let a member of the team have a brag. Well, producer Roger, what a successful effort he did yesterday. A remarkable achievement. Producer Roger ran, well, he didn't run it effectively, but he ran the height of the Burj Khalifa. (laughs) All thanks to the guys at uh, Team Angel Wolf. How are you feeling today? My legs are really, really tight today. I've not been moving around much. You need to get yourself a foam roller. Yes. Oh, as soon as I get home, I have one. Um, as soon as I get home, I am rolling my legs, which is painful. But yeah, so I did it. I ran up and I worked out that if you run up and down my building 36 times, it's the equivalent of 829 metres, which is the height of the Burj Khalifa. How tall is your building? How many levels? Uh, seven floors, Oof. 11 steps on each flight of stairs so 14 of those so it's 144 steps each step was about 16 centimeters that's how i worked it out which one was your favorite step after having done all of that the very top one because there's a little bit that's chipped out of it it's the only one that's been chipped and it looks like a smiley face <laughs> <laughs> and how did you stop yourself from getting dizzy i well i wasn't running fast enough i was worried about the dizziness but i wasn't definitely wasn't going fast enough so i didn't get dizzy because I, I rang producer roger yesterday afternoon and i thought you were on some sort of heavy medication or something because I was like are you right mate yeah 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 I'm just sitting on my couch I'm like is everything okay are you all right yeah I'm just just around the heart of the Burj Khalifa so I'm just sitting here just yeah just enjoying it I was like okay what you what you what and then I was like oh yeah climb with Rio yes so I had that fuzzy endorphin come down when you rang me it was about two hours after I'd finished it but I have to say Hundreds of people did it all over the, the world as well. They worked out either, you know, a building in, in their country or they worked out the Burj, whatever it was, um, and uh, and they took part. So the hashtag was Climb With Rio, and there's loads of videos coming through. But we spoke to Nick on Thursday, and he said he was going to take about four hours because he was doing it with Rio on his back. Oh, I don't know how he did it. So he finished at about one o'clock last night. He started Oof. at eight o'clock in the evening. Your video was really impressive My as well. Video, yeah, there's one. That was that very cool. That's on Roger's own page, not the Hot Rod, Hot Rod with Dogs even page. So uh, no, that's yeah, on, yeah, that's on Prior Roger because Roger Pryor was taken already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not bitter at all, is he? Ten years on. It's okay, I've got the Twitter. Somebody's really annoyed that I'm not using that Twitter, but it's fine, yeah. So, yeah, well done to everyone else on Team Angel Wolf. Uh, Delphine and Tia supported Nick and Rio on their climb as well, so... What's Brilliant. next, Rog? There's always something next. What's the next challenge? Oh, well, I'm really missing swimming, so I want to do something swimming-related. You when can do ironing boards. You got an ironing board? <laughs> you could call. Oh, do I look like I'm joking? <laughs> no, is that real? Yes. Can I do that? It okay. is. What's her name? Sharon Davis. We'll look her up All and right. we'll set her a new challenge. And I've got a challenge for Kitch as well because I saw this guy doing it. I've never seen anything quite like it before. I'm not even entirely sure. What is it? Is well, where, where did you find it? it? So it came up on my feed and... It's called a creative and intense push-up routine. Oh, no, I'm horrible at push-ups. So what he's doing is he's doing a push-up, but then he's coming entirely off the floor, 
slamming back down onto the floor again and kind of shuffling. No, well, he's, he, he's, he's doing more walking planks. So he's doing the walking plank back to front and then he's going into a full body push-up where he's not just pushing his chest off the ground, he's pushing his entire body off the ground. Are you going for it? Uh, no, I can't do it. <laughs> I struggle to put. He, I struggle to do a push-up uh, off here. I'll show you. Okay, Wait, right. He's, he's showing us. If we could just oh, well, film see, this. I'm, I'm really bad at even when you. Okay, so he's, right. He's down on the ground now, and he's done a push-up. And then, oh, managed to jump. That's two, three jumps. If you break this floor and you're paying for it, I'll, I'll tell IT. Four. Four. I'm not, I'm not sure yeah, if it's the enough, exact challenge, but wow. I'm go. impressed. All right, you've done your challenge then. So, producer Rog, for the live stream, we want a video of you swimming off an ironing board. <laughs> Easy. Compared to that. <laughs> <laughs> your Dubai 92 Breakfast with George and Kitch. We like to look at businesses across Dubai that have been doing things a bit differently, a bit creatively, to try and arrest this economic turndown around their business, one of which is The Hive. Now, The Hive is listed as a space for almost anything to create, to rehearse, to perform, to exhibit, to jam, to learn, to entertain, to meet or to watch. And uh, one of the... Uh, bosses of The Hive is Malvika, who you probably heard on our sister station City 1016 and she's introduced some incredible new initiatives to get through this COVID-19 period. Malvika, good morning. Welcome to Business Time. Good morning. Good morning, George. Good morning, Kate. How are you guys doing? It's lovely <laughs> to hear your voice again. So how's it all going? What a change. I know. It's strange, right? Challenging times, but a real test of what, uh, you know, how a business can reinvent, I guess. Now, how long have you been working on The Hive? Well, I've been doing drama since I was 12, and I've been teaching drama for the last uh, five years now. But I bought over the business in 2019, and earlier, uh, well, actually on the 1st of April, I became a full-time entrepreneur. And did you have to, like a lot of businesses, pretty much change overnight and adapt really quickly when all of this happened? Yeah, absolutely. It was a matter of weeks before we had to, um, you know, think about how we could possibly take something like drama, which is such a physical experience. It's, it's something that requires two people to be in a room together to do, right? Oh, that's how we've always traditionally seen it. And we had to transition that into an online sort of learning plan. And things have been going well, actually. The kids are taking to it really well. Um, and we've been able to do it, move our drama classes online. So how does it really work? Does, does everyone have a script and then on Zoom you might act out a role that everyone's following as if they would on stage or in class? Yeah, that's exactly how we do it. We have a share screen on Zoom and we share the script with everybody and everyone's got lines and parts and they jump in uh, and, you know, do their dialogues with expression and things like that. Very often we actually ask them, ask the kids to stand up and perform as they would on stage. So they use their physical body as well. And yeah, it's really interesting. Actually, we're putting together a play that is going to be an entirely Zoom performance. Um, and we're going to, you know, record it, video it, put it up soon. So it's really exciting. It's it's called for some real rethinking. And I dare say, I think it's working. I love the excitement I in your voice. Hear, You're yeah. really into this. There's passion there. <laughs> well, what's the actual play that everyone's going to be doing? Well, it's called Scenes from a Quarantine. It's about a bunch <laughs> of people who are stuck in, in their homes. Actually, a bunch of kids and all the stuff going through their minds and all the challenges they're facing. Some of it is really funny as well. So, yeah. <laughs> 
Where do you get the ideas from? (laughs) I can't think. We'll never know. So tell us about the online drama classes for adults. If anyone's interested, what would they be doing? We've been running drama lessons for adults since last week and it's been going really well, actually. I think most adults who who are like really up to their neck in Zoom calls by the end of the day and they just don't want to talk another target or another sales figure, they're really finding a great sort of release with with drama lessons online. So that's fun too. So, So does that mean so someone like me, if I jump in, you know, we, we sit there and I look into the Zoom and I go, are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? I mean, is that what it's like? I hope that not is for exactly your sake. what it's like. You know. <laughs> look, uh, Malvika, this is a great initiative. I like this. That there's an option for adults who are looking to branch out and do something else while they're at home. But also uh, this idea that how the kids are putting on an entire play over Zoom for something that parents, you can record for parents and grandparents to watch. I think it's fantastic. Uh, again, how can anyone get in contact with you if they want to be a part of the Hive? Live at Hive. That's how you can find uh, the space. So you can look me up, Malavika Vardhan, and we'll find a way to get in touch with you. <laughs> Thank you very much and all the best and well done for everything you've achieved in such a short space of time. Thanks, you guys. It's your Dubai 92 Breakfast with George and Kitch. Look, I went back and uh, revisited an old favourite. If you know anything about me, I love a remastered version. Like, I love an album. You know when they do, hey, it's been remastered with... Uh, you know, super bit mapping or Bob Ludwig's remastered an album. One of the great masters, if you're playing along at home. And uh, Star Wars, I haven't caught up with these, but they've been remastered in 4K, mind you. So the original prints have now finally been available digitally on 4K. So I went back and I went straight to the heart. The greatest one. The film Empire magazine called The Greatest Film of the Last 100 Years, Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. I mean, is that literally the fifth one? It's the second one made, 1980. No, that's enough, that's enough. But it is... I know you haven't seen Star Wars. This is, of all the nerdy science fiction-y things that you want to attach to Star Wars and it deserves, Empire Strikes Back stands as not only the greatest sequel in history, but in its own right, a cinematic masterpiece. And I just... Enjoyed all that. I mean, how can you not love the charm of Carrie Fisher there as Princess Leia looking at her beloved Han Solo, who is about to be frozen into carbonite, never to be seen again. And she turns to him and says those immortal lives, Han, I love you. And as he's about to be frozen forever, Han, cool as anything, goes down and he looks and says, I know. And then he gets frozen. I mean, that's deep. Oh, but hey, Star Wars. Sir. Episode five, this, I just and the the color looked great. George Lucas has re-edited and had a few more scenes and taken things out, and that's kind of ruined it from the original print. However, four K looked amazing and is worthwhile revisiting the Star Wars in four cool. K resolution. Okay, well that counts me out. I can't revisit it because I haven't visited. So but, all the uh... more reason to enjoy <laughs> in, in its cinematic glory, George. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. That's it, that we've done nerding out on Star Wars? Yeah, we've done nerding out on Star Wars again today. Okay, cool. And before I get to my review of the week, just want to play you some noise. <laughs> oh, that sounds like an Academy Award winning performance from some sort of actor. Who on earth could that be, George? My review this week, Michelle Obama becoming new on Netflix. This is part of what I think was quite a large Netflix deal that the Obamas signed. They've got their own production company, etc. It's about her book tour, the book, also called Becoming. So it follows her 
as she goes around, does the arena tours, like she's in the O2 in London, packs everywhere else, and she seems like a really nice lady. We can't afford to wait for the world to be equal, to start feeling seen. I feel like I gotta share with you all that the energy that's out there is much better than what we see. How's everybody doing? This girl is on fire. My only criticism of it is that I never need to hear Alicia Keys girl on fire again or whatever it's called there's a lot of that in there it's really? a signature song oh, so every the... time she walks onto a stage or isn't that funny because you played that clip and I, I got lost on what she was saying because I was focusing on the drums going I know this song I know this song what is it and then of course Alicia Keys came out with girl on fire at the end and I was like oh yeah that was apparently something about Michelle Obama there's a lot of that in there but no I really like it it's really interesting to hear her talk about becoming the first lady and also a lot of shade was thrown her way during the campaign trails which I wasn't really aware of and just talking about the world as she sees it and what she's doing now and there's a brilliant bit where you get to meet her brother Craig and he just turns around and says to her, because she's got the really high up belt, and he said, is that the uh, not the fashion these days, is it? Is that how people are wearing them? And she's like, oh, what? You've ruined the outfit. And then she's talking about how he's the favourite and always was. So she brings her mum Sunday lunch to the White House. And her mum's like, yeah, this is nice. But where's Craig? Will he be getting here soon? Right, what else can you do? You're never going to be the favourite child, not even when you're first lady. No, she does seem like a really centred... Mum, wife, partner, she just has it together, and but she uses that to spread that energy and spread that joy to other people. There was the great scene where I think the Obamas were leaving the office, leaving the White House, and uh, uh, President Trump and uh, the soon-to-be First Lady turned up, and it was that awkward thing. <laughs> How many times have we done this where you have people over? No, 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 don't bring a thing. No, it's okay, don't bring a thing. And then they bring something. And I remember that the Trumps brought a yes. present. Remember that for Michelle? Yes, it was awkward. And then it was that awkward, oh, but I haven't got... And what are we supposed to do with it? But no, they, they were just cool as anything. They knew what they were doing. Well, the, here's the, the keys. World, the world's media. There's about four billion people watching them at the time. They just knew exactly what to do. And I, I think that it'd be something really quite calming about getting an insight into Michelle Obama's life for a little while. Well worth it. An hour and a half. And I love the bit as well where she says about the school guidance counsellor said to her, you're aiming too high for Princeton. Don't bother. Aim way lower. She ended up at Princeton and she just sits there and she says, still a little salty about that. Still a little bit salty. That lady doesn't work at that school anymore. Roger, what did you watch? Well, I noticed that one of my and Laura's favourite films is on Netflix and like it's like one of those things when, you, when you're flicking through the TV channel and you see a film that you've watched a million times, you'll stick and watch it because it's on TV. Yeah, of course you do. Found by serendipity. So they've put... On Nutflux, I must have to say, because this is a New Zealand film. Nutflux, eh? Although Nutflux and Chole. Hunt for the Wilder People. So it's a film from 2016 from the New Zealand director of Thor Ragnarok and Jojo Rabbit, Taika Watiki. Um, and in simple terms, it's a story about a rebellious kid called Ricky Baker, played by Julian Dennison and his foster dad, Uncle Hector, Sam Neill, who go missing in the wild in the New Zealand bush. Come on, give me some bars so I can communicate with the outside world. Ricky, take a look at this. Oh, Uncle, we're famous! Hector Faulkner, 65, and Richard Baker, 13, have been missing now for six weeks. Faulkner is cork... cork Asian. Well, they got that wrong because you're obviously white. You know, <laughs> when they were handing out accents, New Zealand 
pretty much one of the last to get there. Uh... <laughs> is, is that subtitled that? That is, no, it's not. But you can put subtitles on. I think. <laughs> what genre would you class that? So under? it's a comedy. It right. is a comedy, and Taika Waititi's style is is very much like that. So the whole film's like that sort of banter comedy, very understated, but it's got real drama in it. There's some real heartbreaking moments in it. There's two dogs. I'll say no more. Um, they're out in the wild. Oh, so no. They're out in the wild no, in the I New don't Zealand bush. I don't want to listen. But, uh, it looks stunning because the scenery in New Zealand is stunning. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it is. It's the most gorgeous country. I highly I, recommend this film. The kid actor in there, I've just looked him up, Julian Dennison. I've yeah. seen him. He starred in quite a few uh, like television commercials and viral campaigns that have right. done really, really well. Just his comedic timing. And, yeah. and Sam Neill just... There's something warm and fuzzy. For me, if I know Sam Neill's in a film, it's yeah. just... It's going to be hearty and good. It's just like just comforting for the soul. It's exactly that. They both go on different journeys through the film. It's fantastic. I really recommend it. I'm going to give it 90 out of 92. Only wow. because you can't be perfect. You can't have a 92, so I'm going to go 90 out of 92. I strongly recommend it. Even without Adam Sandler in it. Even See, that would have got it 92. 90 out of 92. That sounds like an exceptional film. I'll have to check out today, eh? Check it out on Nutflux. Current circumstances have changed us all, Rog. What's happened to you? Adam Sandler's not even in it and you gave it 90. Hunt for the Wilder People, strongly recommended by producer Rog. It's your Dubai 92 Breakfast. With George and Kitch. In the current climate, we're celebrating small wins, small victories, or even just the small things that we enjoy, whether it be looking forward to dinner or having your daily walk or whatever it is. Well, I've got a big win this week and I wanted to bring it to the table and you can celebrate with me. Well, I'll be the judge of that. What is it? What's the win? It's massive for me. Dishwasher's back and it works! Hey, now that is massive. Five weeks without a dishwasher and yesterday it rocks back up, not just on its own, it was delivered and it actually works. How is the dishwasher? Is it a three tray or a two tray? Two. So when you put the, because you know some of the really fancy ones have that hidden top tray to put the... For the cutlery. Yeah. Yeah, mum and dad have got that. And then then you have the glasses and then down the bottom you have your big pots and pans and plates. Yeah, no, not there yet, but it works. So... What was the first thing that you washed? Well, I did a test run, obviously, because I was a little suspicious. So that's healthy. Yeah. You know, to put a a few pellets in or whatever, just do a cycle to rinse it out. And then... Every single thing I've used since, I will no longer be washing. I can't. I don't have a dishwasher. And I could let some of my glassware soak for 10 years in there (laughs) and then wash them and dry them. And they still don't come out as well. I mean, yes, they're hygienic, but they don't have that, that sparkle that a dishwasher gives glass. But Ash, you found this is the joy of paper plates and plastic cups. Oh, it is. I've, I've actually, I've, I've gone back to plastic cups. Have you really? Yeah, I feel like I'm at a party. Yeah. <laughs> it's your Dubai 92 breakfast with George and Kitch. Okay, we go oh. through today's Two Topic Tuesday. Producer Rog is the one doing the assignments. The umpire. I'm the umpire today. Okay, so I apologise. Umpire. Pro- <laughs> proper titles only, please. To the umpire. Yeah, so I've set you. Uh, yesterday I sent you some topics. And who's going to go first? We've decided George is going to go first. Well, I have just finished mine, but I probably just need to do a bit of patchwork quilting. Polishing. Yeah, polishing. Uh, so, George, please. Okay. Take it away. The topics George must link are the Nike Air Jordan Ooh. and the Burj Al Arab. Oh, that's easy. You say <sighs> that. Ah, I might have a problem here. What? I read Burj Khalifa and I've done 
Instant Let's fail. Go. I've won. Game Let's over. Go. Thank you very much, producer Roger. <laughs> Let's go. The Nike Jordan and the Burj Khalifa. It's all right, I'll edit that bit out. <laughs> Could you? Yeah, just yeah. deal with that in post-production. Thanks very much. Here we go then for the Nike Jordan to the Burj Khalifa. <laughs> oh, dear. Strange times. Please forgive me. I will begin. The Nike Jordan is a brand of basketball shoes, athletic, casual and style clothing produced by Nike. It was created for former NBA player and six-time NBA Finals MVP Michael Jordan. The original Air Jordan sneakers were produced exclusively for Michael Jordan in early 1984 and were released to the public in late 84. To see him in action in them, you can watch The Last Dance on Netflix. Or to see yourself in his shoes in action, you can bid on a pair he owned and played in back in 1985, and they are signed. Sotheby's is the auction house that has the shoes on offer from the collection of Jordan Geller, noted sneaker collector and founder of the Shoeseum, the world's first sneaker museum. Shoeseum is currently showing the Nike Moon Shoes, which were Nike's first major innovation with the waffle sole, so-called because the creator and Nike co-founder used his wife's waffle iron to make them. The impression left on the ground by these shoes looked a lot like the ones left on the moon, hence they were called Moon Shoes. The first footprints actually left on the moon in 1969 were from a crew including Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, who were the first two to walk on the surface of the moon. Buzz Aldrin actually acknowledged his namesake Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story during a NASA conference. And if you'd like to see it, there is actually a video of him online coaching the doll for his shuttle mission. The first Toy Story movie made more than $300 million at the box office in 1995 and was the first feature-length computer animated film. This is the exact same amount that Samsung spent on their futuristic office in Silicon Valley. This area is the US centre for innovative tech companies including Apple, Facebook and Google. The Silicon Valley of the Middle East is right here, Dubai, creating a startup hub and providing a platform for entrepreneurs. You can see cutting-edge technology all over Dubai, and perhaps the most impressive way to view it right now is to see the world's tallest building lit up with 1.2 million lights, each representing a meal donated to families and individuals affected by the COVID-19 pandemic just one week after the launch of the world's tallest donation box at the Burj Khalifa. Well done. Not to be confused with the Burj Al Arab. <laughs> well, they all sort of look the same, don't they? You know, they're just kind of the same monument. Well, I got them both in, so I believe I did actually do what was required. I think, I'm, in a bit of, I think I'm in a bit of trouble here. That was very good. Excellent Jordan facts there. You brought in The Last Dance, which is our current favourite show. Sotheby's bit of class. NASA, as soon as you hit NASA, you tick a box for me. And Buzz Aldrin linking it to Toy Story. Well turned back to Dubai with Silicon Valley. I thought you were going off on one there, but that was nice. Nice little turn there. And then, of course, you mentioned today's fantastic news about the 1.2 million lights on the wrong tower. (laughs) (laughs) And um, your score... Is for the crazy scoring system, which is known only to the umpire. We started on minus ten points because we made we made the cock up of the uh, yeah that's the fair. Long tower. I'm going to go sixty four point three. It's a low for me, but I'm pleased with it. Sixty four. Oh. It's beatable. It is beatable. You've got better than that before, Kitch. I have. Have you got your words right? Yeah. Are you sure? Because let's, I was sure. <laughs> let's double check. After this song, are you going to link the Icelandic actor and strongman Hafthor Bjornsson with the Lou Dhabi? No. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
well played, sir. Well, he should win it for that alone. No need to right, say home. Thanks, guys. I've won again. <laughs> See you later. Believed you. Are we ready? Oh, yes. I'm excited about this one. Hafter Julius Bjornsson is an Icelandic professional strongman. He is the first person to have won the Arnold Strongman Classic, Europe's Strongest Man and the World's Strongest Man in the same calendar year, mind you. Some of the feats of the World's Strongest Man include the vehicle pull, having to pull a plane, a train or an automobile over 30 metres in a time trial. Ironic because no World's Strongest Man contestant has ever been able to fit into any of those three things. Maybe that's why they have to carry them. But he's not just a professional strongman. He's an actor, having been in Game of Thrones. He's also a former professional basketball player, having represented Iceland in the under-19s. Basketball is a team sport made up of five players on each side, which began in 1891 in Springfield, Massachusetts, when Dr James Nasmish came up with a sport to keep fit. The original balls were made of leather, actually featured laces. Laces or lace is a delicate fabric made of a yarn or a thread in an open web-like pattern made by machine or hand. It's one of those common statements made up by mothers to their sons, like, do your laces up? Wash your hands and use a tissue. Tissues are commonly known as a type of thin translucent paper used for wrapping and cushioning items. But did you know they're also a type of moth? Trivisia dubiita is known as the moth tissue and is found anywhere from northwest Africa across Europe to Asia. Europe and Asia are two of the seven continents on planet Earth, but collectively known as Eurasia. There are several borders between the two of them, including the Turkish Straits or the Ural Mountains in Russia and Kazakhstan. Over the centuries, there have been many attempts to bridge the gap between these two continents, known as the East and the West. There have been political attempts, social attempts, but the differences have always been divided with these various attempts to bridge the gap. One way to bridge the differences is art. According to Ashtan Bakhteti, a specialist in Arabian contemporary art, he says art is able to break the geographical boundaries that a lot of people impose on countries, and that's very important. One of the places where this bridging of cultures and differences in arts is the Louvre Abu Dhabi. It's an art and civilization museum located in Abu Dhabi and the artworks there are from around the world and showcased at the museum with a particular focus on bridging the gap between Eastern and Western art. Yeah, I don't world's strongest man because I love that show. <laughs> I really do. How good is that show? <laughs> That Atlas was, balls. That Karen. was that was a marvel to watch or to listen to. You got his accent in there. He had to do the Ice- yeah. I did the Icelandic accent. Well, I mean, it's standard Scandinavian. Now Scandi. I just have the one. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was in there. Basketball again. We all love a bit of basketball. I thought you were going to go playing trains and automobiles. I thought you were going to go John Candy, but you didn't. No, you stayed on track. Uh, who? No one's ever wondered the origin of laces, but now we know. Well done, <laughs> and tissue paper. Bit of geography in there. History. Classy run with some quotes towards the end. George, after 10 weeks of being on the top, you've been knocked off your throne. Kitch with 67.1 points. In the words of Catboy, get in, song. (laughs) And to the winner, no spoils exactly, but bragging rights for at least a week. I shall enjoy it. I will savour the moments. Thank you, linesman. Thank you, ball boy. Thank you, Mr. Umpire, as I was corrected earlier. 
George and Kitch. On your Dubai 92 breakfast. News of the Supreme Court. What's happened? They've made history last week. They allowed arguments to be held via conference call for the first time ever. You could listen online as well if you wanted to, if you've watched all the paint dry. This is how it went, though. Something particular happens. A lawyer by the name of Roman Martinez was addressing the court in a case concerning the Telephone Consumer Protection Act when something happens. Any ideas what that could have been? The Telephone Telephone Consumer Protection Act? Yes. A contentious issue for all. Someone's phone ring? Let's have a listen, shall we? And what the FCC has said is that when the subject matter of the call ranges to the topic, then the call is transformed. And it's, it's yeah. a call that would have been allowed and it's no longer allowed. That reminded me of you. Do you remember when you first started? Oh, yeah, I first started and I accidentally did a WhatsApp uh, voice recording of me uh, getting off the... Uh... The old WC. With the flush. Yeah, and with the flush. And that happened to someone who works at the Supreme Court in their first ever online conference call. What can I say? Great minds think alike. Clearly, I have got all the traits of someone who deserves to be on the Supreme Court. Should we say trendsetter? George and Kitch. On your Dubai 92 breakfast. A lot of people around the world at first were like, hey, working from home. And now they're like, please let me go back to work so that I can hate going back to work. I was thinking about the other stuff that we want to do again to hate doing it. I know it sounds bizarre, but stick with me. For me, I was thinking, I want that feeling when I've spent ages too long getting ready for brunch and I've left a bit late and I'm desperate to get there for stock because I want to get my money's worth. Are you with me, Producer Rog? Oh, yes. Right? And you're stuck in a traffic jam going down Sheikh Zayed. And I'm, oh, it makes me really tense. And I I miss those feelings. I can totally understand. We all have those things where, where, for me, it's more like go to an event, look around the room and go, I don't really like you. 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 I'm going to go home now. Yeah. I miss being somewhere and wanting to go home. Exactly. Yeah. Just thinking to myself, I'm here. I've got dressed up. I've said hi. I've wished the birthday. I like this. Now I just want to go home and just get on the couch and take my pants off and watch TV. I'm tired We'll be doing that all, the whole time anyway. Yeah. I want to be out wishing that I was at home rather than at home wishing I was out. Give me back those traffic jams down Shake Zayed. George and Kitch. On your Dubai 92 breakfast. The nerd inside me got really excited last night because uh, there was an Apple iPhone upgrade. Ooh. I know. I really liked it. It was uh, an addition that... Uh, Came through uh, 13, if you want to actually know exactly what it is, uh, 13.4.1. That's my lucky number. But there's also going to be some brand new Miojis. Now, the Miyoji is where you do like that, that you generate like a 3D cartoon version of yourself. Right, yeah, and they never quite look like you. No, so there's, so there's brand new, some brand new Miyoji stickers. Uh, you know, recently there were some unicorn ones that were added. Yes. Some 3D ones. I think there's going to be some, uh, some more of those. So if you're a big fan of using all the stickers, then uh, get excited. Have you done one of yourself? No, I haven't, but, but I'm actually a bit concerned uh, because I just picked up my phone for the purposes of this exercise. Yeah. And uh, the lads chain that I'm on, uh, I've accidentally sent through a uh, unicorn 3D sticker. <laughs> oh, so, that is fun. Uh, I'm going oh. to be turning off my phone now because there's going to be a plethora of messages that I have clearly lost the plot. So, uh, and what's even more fun, the weekend's coming up with the Zoom chat with the lads. Enjoy. We're known as the man community and we are so competitive. We've actually segregated our group into the talls, the mids and the smalls. And the talls are the 
tallest. I think it's a buy-in of six foot four. There's five of them. I'm a mid. But it's just unbelievably competitive and it's ruthless. And while we were talking, I decided to send the laughing unicorn 3D sticker to the boys' chat in the midst of a UFC chat. (laughs) I love this. This is the best thing to happen all week. What's the response My response was, uh, sorry, boys, I was fooling around with the new Moyoji stickers released today. My friend Rick replied, wow, what an exciting day for you. Enjoy it, Kitch. (laughs) And there are comments of just generally just escalating there onwards of... uh, It's going to get worse. Just paying me out that, well, what an exciting day it must be for you, the day new stickers are released. Well, what an exciting life you lead. It's going to be a long day for you on that group chat, I think. We've had a message in on 4009 as well, which is brilliant. And this is for you, Kitch. I'll be your buddy. A few days ago, I sent a picture of the wedding ring and I love you message to a colleague instead of my wife-to-be. Colleague asked me if I had a technical problem. Oof. At least the colleague didn't say yes. <laughs> that would have been awkward. It's your Dubai 92 breakfast with George and Kitch. Guess the gibberish. Guess the gibberish. Guess the gibberish. Guess the gibberish. It's not sounding any better. Producer Ooh. Roger, what are you doing, mate? I thought our singing would sound better four days in. That sounds magic. That's got so much production Guess on. the gibberish, guess the gibberish. If I give you ten dirhams, can you get some auto-tune? Is that how it works? <laughs> what do we need to do? <laughs> guess the gibberish has been all over Insta Stories, and we want you to play along to guess the gibberish to enjoy yourself. The gibberish master, please explain to us how the game works. So, a voice will give you some gibberish, and you have to shout your name. And tell me what you think that gibberish is, the real words that that gibberish, gibberisher, is saying. Nice. So we've got to shout out our name when we think we know it, yes. and we have no idea who the gibberisher is today. No, and I have actually got the gibberisher to say hello to you this morning. And it's a good morning to George and to Kitch. Ha! <laughs> How good is he? Can't believe it. Straight out of number 10, and the first thing he's doing on the agenda in the morning is playing Guess the Gibberish. I cannot commit by giving either a positive nor negative response (laughs) to that question. (laughs) Amazing. Okay, so we have two callers on the line. First up, Karen. Hello. Hi, how are you? Karen, you're so excited. What's so good in your life right now? Because I'm going to be on George's team. There we go. You're sounding very chipper for someone that's on my team, but and, I like it. And maybe, I guess, uh, you're going to be on my team, so you're going to be the winner today. I hope it's us. <laughs> yes, don't worry, maybe. We're going to win this. Yay. <laughs> Didn't seem so confident there, I'm but totally nevertheless. I'm totally convinced. All righty. Okay, best out of three. Shout out your name if you think you know what Bojo is gibbering on about. Pearl, Eddie, click, her wrecked. Oh, a kitsch. That would be politically correct. Politically Ooh. correct. It's a good yeah. start. Come on. Start. Come oh. on, baby. Okay. Okay. Question two. Dissicken ate it rifer. Dissicken. Can we have it once more, please? Dissicken ate it rifer. Dissicken ate it rifer. Dissicken ate it rifer. Dissicken ate it rifer. Second and a right. Oh, um, oh, uh, guys, any idea? Shout your name if you do. Dear sick and eight, it rifer. This is difficult. This is really tricky. Why do you think Melbourne's going to help you every time? No, it's, um, it's my Kardashian. <laughs> it's my Kardashian accent. Uh, we're struggling so here. It's somebody that you might nominate from your social group. Dear sick and eight. 
it. George! Writer. Designated driver. Designated uh, yeah, driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Well done. One, and we one. are neck to neck. Coming down to the last one, number okay. three. Mime Elk's ache brings soul Dubai's do day hard. <laughs> this is so good to hear him say this. Mime Elk's ache brings soul Dubai's ah. do day hard. Kitch. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> Bring all the boys to the yard. To the yard. <laughs> oh, gutted. Sorry, Karen. That was a tough oh. round. Yes, maybe. George and Kitch. On your Dubai 92 breakfast. We are joined by News Nadia for the quiz. Oh, do I have any memory from this week? So let's find out. All right. Well, no doubt we'll have to go through the buzzer routine first. Kitch, if you would. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to this one. Apt. And mine. Ever, 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 ever. What was that? What was that, producer Rog? <laughs> that was when you were singing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's when we had um, Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, here we go. I'm glad well, I didn't have to I, say I it. I was going to say, that's that's a wonderful name to pronounce. Okay, anyway, enough talk. Did, quiz time. Okay, Let's sorry, go. Sorry, come sorry. on, come on, come oh on. Oh, my gosh. It's just raring <laughs> to go. Okay, all right. Fingers on the buzzers, guys. Right. So, first question. The UAE has just passed a milestone number in the number of tests that have been carried out for the... Oh. What's the magic number? Producer Roger, who got in first? It sounded like... Kitch. One million tests. Oh, I think I might have to give it to George over there. 20,000. No. 200,000. I remember seeing some zeros. I was going to say it's one and a half. One and a half million tests. Yeah. I was not close. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay. You're only out by half a million. That's a, yeah, only half a million. Same as my bank account. It's only out by half a million. <laughs> oh, your mind is half a million. Roger will lend you a couple of quid. Yeah, I know. He will. He will. It's easy to lose half a million between friends, isn't it? Okay, question okay, number two. Question number two. A little seven-year-old boy called Archie asked one of the Emirates rulers to help... Oh, quick off the buzzer. Go on, then. What's the question? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the question is... Uh, I, thought, I thought the question was going to be, which Emirate is it? You're quite right. And the Emirate is Dira. <laughs> what? Right. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that deserves shooting. Abu Dhabi. No, Sharjah. No. Well, uh, uh, well, okay, we've got seven emeralds and a few cities thrown in, so just so we could be here all day. Can I put you out of your misery? Nobody's listening to a word I say, are they? It's Ras so Afeno. Oh. Okay, so number three. Robo dogs are urging people to social distance and they're patrolling parks in which? Well, Singapore. Yes, you're right. Etihad Airways are operating limited transit flights through Abu Dhabi between which two cities? London and Sydney. Oh. London, Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Australia. Where? London and Melbourne. Oh dear, he's so smug, isn't he? He's so smug. <laughs> right, that's two out of three. I've got one more question left. Can you make it a full house? What is the maximum number of people legally allowed to gather together under the current... I'm so That'd be five. You are absolutely spot on. Get in! <laughs> Thank you very much, Nadia. Thank and, you, Nadia. Uh, a pleasure, an absolute pleasure. 
must do better next time. That's what I was going to say. So we'll just have a word with ourselves and think about what we haven't listened to and maybe we'll do better next week, but we'll, the odds are we will So won't. what's the prize? We'll pull our collective... Show's over, I can go home. Is that how it works? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Door's right there. Off I you go. i tell you what, have a couple of days off. On me. It's your Dubai 92 breakfast. With George and Kitch. Well, that's about it for another week. And funnily enough... We have an email. Uh, Ollie says, uh, hi, guys. Love the show. Heard you talking about online purchases. During lockdown, I ordered 1,500 Ds worth of Lego so that my six-year-old and I could, you know, bond together during this time and have a bit of a hobby. What a waste of money. He sat and played with the Amazon box and popped all the plastic bubbles and all that sort of stuff that was delivered in whilst I built the sets. We now have two separate hobbies. I have Lego and my son, my six-year-old, basically has plastic. At least we've got to spend some quality time together. Keep up the good work. Cheers. I bought my dad some Lego. He's now taken up many, many other hobbies to put it off. But one day, I will make sure that set's completed. Give us a shout with anything that's going on with you. Breakfast at Dubai92.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast from your Dubai 92. Listen live across the UAE on the Dubai 92 app at Dubai92.com or 92FM on your radio.